Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Explicit Measures podcast with Tommy, Seth, and Mike. Good morning, everybody. How's it going? It's a good day. We were just talking before we got on air. I was like, man, I'm so tired right now. I had one of these dumb mornings. It's been, I don't know, maybe I'm stressed. Maybe there's things going on. I don't know. But my head pops off the pillow like at 4, 4.30 in the morning. And I'm like, hello, welcome world. Let's go. And I'm like, it is too dang early to be getting up and thinking about things. And everything I watch on like YouTube shorts or all those other little, you know, short programs, they're like, how do you be a super uber productive in your life and be super successful? I get up early and I'm like, yeah, I would rather just sleep in. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I, I definitely am in the camp of those guys that are like no man you need to you need a solid six to eight hours every night i'm trying I'm, yeah i try to get to eight at my age but it's like typically not but yeah 4 30 dude I yeah it was you. this I last just, year all of a sudden that's been a time that i like am waking up for some reason yeah but i absolutely refuse to get out of bed no matter how like awake i am i'm like no this is just dumb no yeah no, no. i'm not doing it Mm-mm. No, I'll I'll just hop on YouTube Shorts for about three and a half hours, and then I'll fall well, back asleep, and I'll have to get up for a podcast. Like, so that that seems like a good trend that seems to be working. That that's probably not ideal. <laughs> probably not ideal either. I think four thirty means it's a little different with the younger kids because when I if I wake up at four thirty, uh, it's yeah, like oh great, I have oh, thirty five more minutes. A child, yeah, thirty five yeah. more minutes. Yes, <laughs> before the little ones get out of bed. It is the yes. brick wall of mornings because you cannot push that back. So no, that's yeah, true. Yeah. That is true. And there, it there, doesn't matter if you send your little ones to bed sure. earlier. The earlier you're sending them to bed, it doesn't mean the oh, yeah, later the they worst, get up. Yeah. You <laughs> feel like you're like, good, there's seven o'clock. Great. You're like, wait a second. The math doesn't oh. work. Yeah. The math just clearly does not <laughs> we work. We need to go to bed now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I agreed. So this is going to be a very coffee-filled uh, morning for me this morning. So, it's so. not like you're putting on a in-person and live event at the same time. Today. It's not like I'm busy today. Second largest city in the nation. So uh, maybe uh, maybe I was waking up because I was excited. Maybe that was part of it too. Like maybe I'm thinking I, I was definitely thinking about, you know, oh the well, actually this is good for announcements, right? So we have tonight a specific Power BI user group that's going on. Um sadly though, you can't actually join. I think we're filled up, Tommy. All right. Is is the event technically filled with all the people? You can't join live. I'm sorry, you can't join in person. The in person is so also for those who if there's anyone who maybe that like three people who did not pay or did not provide a full name and their username is like you know ad tum or something like that and you try to show up and you didn't pay and they don't let you in i've sent out so many emails and notifications so you cannot get upset Uh at the user group Uh make sure everyone checks but yeah ours or bring or bring three dollars because it is chicago and it's a big building so if yeah. your, your name had to be their validity valid validly valid name a valid a valid name because yeah. otherwise you ain't getting upstairs yeah which, adam which doesn't my cut passing it. thought this morning tommy was like is my name on the on the roster i added you thank you thank goodness yeah. i didn't sign up for it That's <laughs> i didn't pay so they didn't, i don't pay <laughs> i don't pay for these kind of things excellent there you go so that's coming up. So um, if you want to watch live, the event will be on YouTube and LinkedIn. It'll be on our channel. So you'll be able to uh, see that. You can also ask questions live. So it'll be at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. That's when we're going to start the live stream. And so people, you can you can listen to the answers that are going to be um, broadcasted from the 
the office of Chicago, I guess the Chicago uh, Microsoft office. And then if you want to watch it, yep, Tommy just dropped the link in there for the YouTube people. Um, you can you can join that link and listen in and ask your own questions. And we'll try and funnel those questions together and direct them towards Marco and Alberta. Excellent. Um, the only other thing I can think of that we should probably announce here is a little bit. We, we have introduced a new website that's dedicated just for the community. Uh, I'm really digging it. I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, we are getting lots of content together. Um, and most certainly the bookmarks section of this is like my favorite part right now. Tommy keeps adding like 20 links a day and I have a hard, I don't even go anywhere else now to look for, for news. It's like, I, I go, I go to other websites like LinkedIn or, you know, anything else and look for like, who's posting the most recent articles. And Tommy already has a link for most of that stuff already. Cause he must be getting up at four 30 in the morning well, and combing through all yeah. the internet and making sure that all the good stuff is there. You it says who put, like who adds it to, to the collection and at what time. So I'm like, I don't think I slept really well last night. He's like, Tommy Pulley added this at 2.13. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. yeah exactly. 2.06, 2.09, 2.13. Speaking of getting up too early. <laughs> that That yeah. is the definition well, of getting up too early. Or maybe so, not sleeping. Or <laughs> if you, not sleeping if you haven't checked it out, go ahead and check out Jam at Power BI Tips. Um, also, we're looking for suggestions. What other you know, media things do you want to see on there? Uh, one thing I'm, I'm noodling right now is a report for YouTube. All the YouTube videos would be cool to see your links to them uh, and their thumbnails. So thinking there might be another uh, other areas of content. Are there other places that you look for multimedia stuff around Power BI? Let us know. Uh, let us know in the chat and we will uh, see if we can figure out how to get some report together that would help col collect and consolidate, consolidate some of those things as well. All right. With that, any other kind of announcements, things we should... Uh... Just real quick, I, I know James Bartlett is on the chat, and I want to thank him for all his PowerShell repos he's starring. So that was a bit of a oh. rabbit hole. Yeah, so uh, it's not ready yet, but I went through an actual productive rabbit hole, like scanner API, refresh history and activity. Yes, I've talked about it in PowerShell. I'm like, yeah, but you have to do that manually, right? And... We, we talked once about a solution where they were using a data flow for incremental refresh for the activity one to a data mark. Yeah. And I'm like, well, couldn't you just do that to another data flow? And then using other, some other GitHub repos out there and um, what people have done with at least PowerShell, I'm like, I can just take, the, you know, like create these bronze data flows that we've talked about that mm -hmm. solution and then do incremental refresh on activity. Yep. But I can also push the scanner API and refresh history. So right now I'm actually really close to having that all automated. So did you attend our yesterday session? A little busy, but I'll, I'll join take a Iowa user group. You should check it out. So actually, this is a great did lead. Someone in. already do it. Oh. It's not that someone already did it. <laughs> not only did someone do it, but they've already done it in data flows. And we have an hour long segment <laughs> explaining how to do it. So um, there's actually some, uh, our, our user group that we helped out support. I produced the Iowa user group uh, yesterday at around, I think it was noon or so, uh, Central Standard Time. Uh, but Stephen um, from over in Europe uh, presented for us. He did an amazing job. He went through what is an API, how do they work, had a great example. He even had an appropriate food example at lunchtime. So I'm, you know, very hungry in, during that time. So it was, very, it was a very apt uh, presentation, very well done had great examples, had some very clean demos, and he was literally writing M inside. It was super fun because we started calling the M beacon. You know, I think of, um, you know, Alex Powers, right? So whenever M's involved, 
you know, tagging him in various media or conversations that are happening or occurring. It's like, you know, throwing the Batman symbol into the sky. Instead, it's like the Alex Powers M symbol. Uh, and so we were we were calling him on Twitter and he was able to zoom over real quick for the end part of the meeting and was given some comment and some feedback there too, which was super fun uh, having Definitely. Alex join us as well. So anyways, it was super cool. Very good session. I'd highly recommend it. I will go find the link, Tommy, while you get going here on the session today. And I'll put it in the chat window if you wanted to watch it. It was very good, super informative, um, highly recommended. Is that Steve Campbell? No, it was uh, Stephen Resil. Oh, got it. R-E-S-R-E-S-L. Yeah, super good. He's spoken, I think, once or twice before. I think he spoke at our user group one time. Um, super sharp, very smart, and understood very well how to explain the story of getting data in the API and handling tokens and where That's to put that information. Or, oh, man. You know what? Okay, here's an idea. As, as we're getting through this, Microsoft, please, all three of you who are listening to the podcast, <laughs> if you could make the API experience of getting data easier inside, like, the, the data flow experience, like, if you could just figure that out, like, just make it easier, it would be, like, it would make me really happy. Because I don't want to have to build a custom connector every time I want to connect to an API that requires a token. Period. Just make it make it so. Figure it out. Just make Especially, me a yeah. connector that does that. That well, makes just, it easy for me to get a token in there. And the more people are going to data flows right now, custom connectors can't do it in a data flow. So there's a lot of good use cases out there. I know that's on the roadmap, which is mm -hmm. great. But you can right do now, it in a data flow. So you can use the you can use a data flow to go connect to the Power BI.com APIs and yeah, go get no, data from it. A custom connector. Like yeah, but if you want to hide the secret, you have to kind of like bury the secret inside the data flow to make it work. Yeah. If you yeah. if you hide it with using yeah, to me, this is like a no-brainer. Like Microsoft, just make this work. Figure out how you gotta make a num query work so that you don't have to worry about the the the, the security anymore of that. Just make it make it so. Microsoft, just dumb it down for us. <laughs> make, make it so. I know it just that would make my life a whole lot easier. And I think that honestly, that would open up a ton of opportunity for people to bring more things to data flows. If you want to, you want to start driving use of data flows, get that to work. That'd be huge. I bet they're already happy. Huge. Huge. Anyways, sorry. Soapbox and a rant right there. Any other topics we should talk about? <laughs> I'll take that as a no. No. Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. Today's topic is Power BI as a part of the Microsoft Office installer. This is, I think, going to be a hotly debated one here. We're going to have some different opinions on this one. Tommy, give us a little run-up here on the topic here. What's this all about? Yeah, so welcome to the speculation podcast, um, which is, <laughs> what? Which is probably... not well, speculation. It's well, real. That's what we're going to do. No, That's true, that's true. So At some point. On the, power, on the Power Platform Release Wave 2 for 2022... One yep. of the features or the releases will be that Power BI Desktop will be automatically included on Office installs. So if you're installing Outlook and you're, you're like, hey, download Office, well, Power BI Desktop's going to be automatically included in that little bundle. Um, they're, they're rolling it out slowly and admins can still disable it. But at the same time, how many admins are going to do that right off the bat? Mm -hmm. so when we talk about oh yeah power bi is free to download where, where do you disable yeah. that though it's in, that's i'm going to see in where that admin lives settings it's in an admin setting at, yeah. of your microsoft 365 portion yeah yeah so this is this is interesting to me because everything we have up at this point is being controlled by like the business team the business team can turn stuff off 
there's a whole nother team that is like managing the Office 365 stuff, typically, right? It's a totally different team that does this. So you got to be aware of what's going on. And But the biggest thing is how many people, we always talk about Power BI is free to download the adoption, but now people are going to randomly just find, and I'm sure Microsoft, when you open up Windows, is going to say, guess what? We also have this new thing called Power BI on your computer. Try it mm -hmm. out. So there's going to be what I think we all imagine, what I imagine, an influx uh, of new people who have never even heard of Power BI now easily being able to just open it and like, oh, I can connect to Excel here. There's so really we're just talking about what that impact is what the, what are the you know the implications for us from a bi team and for organizations as a whole mm -hmm. Seth, what are your thoughts on some of this what are you what are your feelings where is this going for you i'm i'm interested because apparently it's a very polarizing subject <laughs> like so far right i love i love the the hilarious it's hilarious to me that david eldersfeld who's now at the mothership of Microsoft, who used to be a Microsoft MVP. Yes, just, true. Just like post this in such a way that it's like, I'm merely a lowly engineer that was looking at the roadmap like, grenade. Because <laughs> like <laughs> all the comments are just like, what? Yeah. Like, this is the greatest thing in the world. Or what? Where's the off switch? Um, so I, I love how how it it's it's gotten out into the mainstream here as far as um, somebody just calling something out on the roadmap. But I don't know. Like I, I I'm, I'm, I, I kind of want to just go through like, what are the positives and negatives? Like, yeah, just some of that. People are obviously feeling strongly about it. What are, what are some of the negatives? So I think this is potential. So couple, there's two things that I think are kind of coupled together here that I think are going to be interesting to see how they play out in this ecosystem. Microsoft is clearly pushing towards the, making sure data has, make sure everyone has data, right? Then there's this whole five minutes to wow inside the Power BI desktop experience. And we've, we've talked about this kind of at length, right? Yes, it does great things in five minutes, but it also doesn't really instill a, lunch of, a lot of good data modeling habits day one, right? So you kind of can build some things that are working, but how efficient are they really? Are they really able to, you know, have the right capability for you to leverage you know, it doesn't scale, I guess would be my, my question, right? Some of these things, these initial builds do not scale very well. So pairing with the idea that everyone gets desktop and with that, you now have this, like, I can look at any report in SharePoint. I can look at any report in, like, without having to publish it to the service. So to me, these two features are like tightly coupled for me. Like there, there's gonna be a large impact for organizations who are not paying attention that all of a sudden, potentially, we're gonna have hundreds, thousands of ad hoc reporting pieces. And we're gonna hear a lot more of these use cases of, hey, I'm new to Power BI. Did you know I just pulled down this file every morning and hit refresh, and then the data's new. And then I put the file right back in SharePoint where I found it. Like, I, I, I feel like I'm just gonna be a story that we're gonna hear in like three months. <laughs> it's gonna be, when this thing rolls out, this is gonna be like a comment and we're gonna be like, oh my goodness. No one even understands how to set up a report to automatically refresh in the PowerBI.com service. Like, there's going to be some businesses that are going to be like, yeah, it just works. We'll cut some corners. We're just going to do this and not actually put some planning and some thought behind this whole incredible service that helps them really automate. Anyways, that's kind of where my mind goes on some of this. So I, I feel like it's a very double-edged sword, but there's going to be 
I think some potential backlash around some of this. And we won't see it until it actually causes a problem. It's interesting that you you lumped in the viewing reports in OneNote or OneDrive, you know, area. OneDrive, SharePoint, yeah. It's a viewing experience primarily, but like the last time I was like reviewing that, it, it sounded like if you had the appropriate permissions, you could edit it Maybe. in that in that interface. But that's yep. that's that's like removing desktop out of out of the like the removing the need to have desktop. Which I also think is a direction they want to go too. Right. But that like it's interesting that there's Tommy that, that direction idea. going on and then there's this direction going on, which is yeah. if they're moving away from the desktop, why would yes. everybody need the desktop? Right? Exactly. But they're happening, right? They're both on the roadmap. They're both gonna, you know. It's gonna it's gonna be there. Tommy. I think, think about so I think about the first time like when I was a little green and I was looking in my Windows Star um, uh, company and like, oh, what's this access thing? And you're like, you get a little curious. You're like, let me just see what this is. You, you've yeah. heard about it. But that from an adoption point of view from access, you're like, you know, you're like an hour and you're like, screw this. I'm now kind of thing. Be trying to figure out something like Microsoft access for a, a noob, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But that's not going to be the case here because Microsoft makes it very easy to say, connect to Excel, look, here's your file, look, there's the table. And, you know, doesn't mean they're going to be good models, but that experience compared to an, another Microsoft like Office product, like, uh, let's say, even like Visio, right? That's still, there's still some concepts that you really got to understand to just start, you know, uh, not, uh, just to get the jump start. Power BI doesn't have that. So, I think for me, it's this is a whole other part now rolled into adoption when we're talking about from not just from a governance, but the end. I think there's going to be a huge impact and it's going to be like I, to Mike's point, it's going to be this slow under the current. No one's going to really know it's a problem because if someone creates a report from Excel and doesn't tell anyone, fine, like that's not going to really cause a lot of impact. You don't, you don't not install Excel on someone's computer. Like literally, well, you yeah. to any company, they're like, "Here's all your tools that you can do your work," and like Excel comes with the Excel comes with the with the deal, right? And you're like, "Great, that's awesome." And then you're not, you're not like, "Oh, but by the way, we don't want you emailing reports, emailing Excel files around the organization." Like it just is what it is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, to some degree, it's like it's already become part of the business fair. Like it it has become so ingrained in like how you do work that if you didn't turn, if you didn't allow it. People would throw a would pitch a fit and go find other software to do their analysis in because I mean it's it's like that critical to what's business is going on. I feel and, like Power yeah. BI is going to be the same thing at some point too. If we don't really like, not that we shouldn't give it out, but on the other hand too, like, do we want a bunch of Power BI files just laying around? A lot I of manual see, work. Well, what what is if you if you strip it down, is there anything in Power BI that you can? Well, it's a dumb question. Okay. Let's move on. Great. Cool. No. We'll put a pin in that one. Yeah, parking lot. We'll put, we'll put that question in the parking lot. It's nice not to be in the parking lot for once. I can't wait to see you in person later. <laughs> <laughs> you to think about that, buddy. <laughs> the, the thought here is Power Query has been in Excel for how many years? Mm, yes. And uh, a long many... time how many systems could we connect to and how could we like we've we've been able to pull data for a long time or i should say business has been able to pull data hit systems yeah like okay 
Yeah. What's what's the difference? What like from oh. from an impact perspective? Good question. Right. Good like question. The largest the largest like you're you're you're. This is where like the IT realm of like oh my gosh we got to lock this down like we can't let people have access to data and share it like you're already doing that. Ooh, Excel is the point. thing. Access yeah. was the thing. Tommy, to your point, right? So mm -hmm. so this this whole scope of like security and people doing something nefarious in a company like you should have rules around that in your organization that 100 protect you against that and if somebody were to do that they're insta fired right like nobody's just shooting data out into the world now from from a usage perspective of like desktop to me this makes a lot of sense because we've also had that conversation where we're like yeah man power query lived in excel for how how many years and nobody ever used it every nobody time used power, it. Yeah, well, when power bi came out yeah. all of a sudden that's the conversation like you guys have had this for forever so yeah maybe this is like a one of those yeah we we've talked about five power bi for five years yes it's growing in adoption across companies but does, mm -hmm. does that mean everybody Everyone's knows using that power bi is there not yep no. no yeah right because if you know whomever person is looking at at their screen and all of a sudden now power bi desktop shows up what's that like are they more apt to click into that because it's slapping them in the face as opposed to them looking for like a reporting tool you yeah know what i'm saying and knowing not like it's not it's it's easy it's right there I, for you like, I'm, look, I'm thinking about this <laughs> i'm thinking about your question there seth like every time someone clicks the excel button a little message window pops up and says are you sure you want to open excel are you sure you don't want to open power bi instead <laughs> How do you, you want to do a data bar sure? instead of Excel? Would you like, yeah. maybe, it's, maybe it's designed to be a redirect, right? <laughs> maybe it's a redirect. It's part of Office, so it can be a redirect. Are you sure hey, you want to do this? Maybe redirect. they're going to change oh, yeah. the color on it so it looks a little bit more like other tools. Well, I, allow me to uh, tag me in because allow me to answer your question pretty effectively. Yep. Tag. Cool. So there, there's two diff major differences to, well, Power Query's been around forever in Excel. One, for most for until like the last three years if you wanted to even know power query was there you got to enable a plugin right yes. it wasn't necessarily yeah, already it was correct. Very it was, hidden. correct so yes yeah. you had to install something so sometimes people didn't yeah. have the installer mm -hmm. yes and the second correct. thing is excel has a lot of other purposes where excel like it's neat but it's not a, like an essential feature of excel right power query. correct it's cool I mean, and there's a lot tables of things you like, can do yeah it's like the pivot table piece of right it. it's like right, hey right, we right, have right. a pivot table like that's and i even talk to people now they're like what's a pivot table I'm like oh my gosh you haven't no, you haven't played with pivot table like this is like an essential for me you got to learn yeah. that stuff because it'll make you so much more yeah. efficient well yeah. and like your point like power bi the first thing it says connect the data which is yep. a power query yep. the other part of this that makes this a lot different than just connecting to data in excel is for a lot of organizations who probably have everyone has pro licenses and they don't have their security set up in the administration well yep. now they're going to connect to data put a few visualizations together and they may just close that report or share it on OneDrive, or they're going to go what's that publish button and next thing you know they're going to be able to publish like that's not a restricted part of the of uh, the desktop application yep. so that to me is where the all of a sudden, this, the rise of the Wild West is going to happen. It's going to happen slowly. Then it's going to realize how of much of an impact that is. Either you're publishing in my workspace, and then you can share it with people because you might not have those, you know, uh, the restrictions in the admin settings. A lot of organizations don't. 
Yeah. Um, because everyone needs pro now. And next thing you know, we have all these reports being shared in my workspace. Mm-hmm. Um, and that to me is where I think the biggest implication of this, just someone connecting to an Excel file in Power BI and looking doing their own visualizations, fine. Like th- there's no to me, like there's not a big issue there for me in terms of from our point of view. Obviously, that's a good adoption uh, uh, project for us to help say, hey, we know you're doing these Excel files. Why don't we give you a live data set to connect to since you already got yes. it? Yes. I think that's a really good use case. But for them to be able to publish a report and then share it without, you know, now more people are going to have that opportunity or everybody. Um, that to me is where the my largest concern or the largest impact is going to be. So I, th- well, I think you're actually talking into some point that was asked in the in the comments here in the questions. Um, Power BI Park was asking, you know, what do you think or- orgs organizations should do right now to get ahead? What kind of governance should they put in place? And I think this is the same mantra that I would feel like I would handle with many organizations that are working with Power BI is looking at everyone. There, there is going to be a slew of stuff created, and we should manage that. Um, and so, like, making sure, like, there's an, there's a path to take these things that are generally available and then work on promoting them. So, like, there's there's going to be have to be a generalized uh, promotion path or understanding of what that looks like. So, when should we rely on reports? And from a governance standpoint or from an administration side, right, one is you have to decide early on, do you want this just to happen? Do you want everyone to get Power BI Desktop just out of the gate? And so that would be one one part. Of that then you want to be able to do you want to be able to allow people to publish to my workspaces that's another part of this right there's there's some key i think decisions that organizations need to put their head around before they open up the you know unfettered access to all power bi everywhere on everyone's computer i think you don't want to hinder it in the same way you wouldn't want to hinder excel but you also want a pass a pattern around how do you promote stuff what does it look like to get to go from basic to we trust this data well, the so problem, think, yeah, and I think the, the issue is going to be if it's all on either my workspace or just desktop, we're not going to have the ability to really track that. It's not really going to be part of the activity I log. I don't know, though. I don't, yeah. I don't know. So, I mean, SharePoint has its own set of activity logs somewhere else. If they're saving in SharePoint, well, you'd have to even, then be a global administrator of Office and then here come, everything. Which and is, here comes the problem. Yeah, so I think there's different data being data generated in different areas, and then how do you centralize all that information together to really know what is happening inside your environment? Like, do do organizations 100% know what's happening in SharePoint today? I, I'm not sure everyone's monitoring those to the highest level. And are those metrics and data being shared with the data team or the people working on the Center of Excellence for BI and data? Like, now that we have this new area, there might need to be some logging things that come into this pool of information from SharePoint. How many reports were uploaded? How many people, how many reports were viewed? There may be some other metrics there. I don't know. It's just interesting to me. And it'll be interesting also to see, like, if you have a report in SharePoint like this, is there an easy publish button from SharePoint into PowerBI.com? I don't know. That could add another whole ball of wax to things. I wouldn't see why they wouldn't do it. So it, it's it's interesting that the, the publish action, you're saying, Tommy, instigates poor practices. But it also it also is kind of instigating the proliferation of pro licenses in an organization, like cost, right? Because 
essentially potentially even 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 with a you know with, with a free trial right that's like a taste right like here now i'm gonna our team uses this and then all of a sudden 60 days later who do they go to when their free trial stops working and now mm-hmm. they have a dependency on a report and like are you trying to create that chaos in the regular <laughs> like i don't i don't know mm-hmm. right but it will yeah. right like who who owns the budget for you know the the new reporting thing that just showed up yep. and 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 that is a good point though right like here's a tool that you can use that's going to help you like in your own work but it also is a tool that like all of a sudden could cost the company more money do any of the other office products do that correct i, I don't know i think so i don't think so you can you can use you know, you pay, and but also this comes too with a. So again, so I'm thinking about like as companies are more migrating more to the cloud, right? So I, if anything, I see more companies are dropping their on-prem SharePoint, more companies are removing their on-prem servers and moving more things of data into the cloud, regardless. So I think there's a general trend, and I feel like I saw a slide recently, or a slide deck from either Microsoft or somewhere that was saying like when uh, you know a survey was done of executives, and of those surveyed executives or CTOs, how many people were going to be investing more money on on on-prem infrastructure? And like 4% said yes. The more overwhelming number was a lot of these CTOs were promoting and saying 14% of them were saying, we're going to, we have a project coming up that is moving some more of our infrastructure into the cloud. So there, to me, there's an overwhelming need for companies to continue to move into the cloud. And I've said this before in the podcast, like, there's this decision point when organizations are like, do we buy a new server, a new SQL server or servers to support the next realm of data we're doing for, I don't know, right now, capital investment, you know, $1 million, or do we just buy a couple more licenses and amortize that cost for all these different these new users, right? Do I want to buy a new SQL server for a million dollars or would I rather, you know, connect to data and light up a bunch of E5 licenses so everyone gets Power BI for free? Some of these smaller orgs are already paying for it. Or they're upgrading because they want to have, you know, digital phones and these all these like the E5 license covers a lot of things there that you could kind of bury some of those Power BI costs into that E5 license. So that that's actually an interesting point because I was about to say, yeah, most organizations are gonna have the licensing doesn't matter for if you're not publishing, right? Like you can anyone create a report in mm-hmm. SharePoint. So there's sure. kind of like there's two, there's almost two scenarios here or uh that have different effects. You either have the organization who is like heavy into Power BI already, into the maturity that this rolls out, and then you have now these two worlds of SharePoint, my workspace, and this what the BI team's already built. Yes. Or you have organizations yeah. who have not invested at all in Power BI yet. They mm-hmm. they may not even be using it, right? They yes. don't because you don't need a license if it's going to be part of your install. So now all of a sudden there's going to be a little more from the uh the bottom up approach where the two both of those scenarios have different impacts or different uh approaches in terms of getting a hand, handle on it. And I wonder uh okay. And what's interesting to me is I'm I'm trying to think through what the the use case or the persona uh, is that that this solves a problem for, right? Because if it was, we're mm, just going to yeah. add it in. 
Yeah, we're just going to add problem it into solving? Office. Yeah. Yeah. We, it, we, we, we just add this into Office so that you can skirt IT, right? Because IT controls sometimes what you can download on your machine. And if you do Office, now you're going to get it. However, it doesn't really do that based on the tweets because IT can still control the scenario where they don't want it to show up in the Office. Mm -hmm. Correct. So it's not that, right? Like, is it, is it simpler than that? Like, hey, Power BI as a technology needs to live in something. Well, think about, <laughs> and, well, think, about it, think about also that I means so we're talking about like organization down. You know what happens to the individual who just goes out and buys a, a Microsoft 365 license, right? The individual who's just going to get, hey, I just need you know Word, Outlook, and and Excel, and they go out and buy that license. Power BI desktops already free. I think this potentially is another play for those other license experiences that are not always organization based, or I'm thinking like educational based schools, mm -hmm. colleges, right? Almost there's a ton of yeah. colleges who with your tuition, you get yeah. a Microsoft licensed piece of software. So if again, if I'm Microsoft, if I'm strategically thinking about, okay, uh, there's this new world of data analysts that need to be, be taught in school or being educated right now. And the economy's going very sorely right now. So Everyone's going to be going back to school to get more education. Why not, when they show up to get their free software from their school to do their work, why not include with that another free tool that's already free? You just have to go put it in the and install that, bucket. That so it gets a lot of sense to me. To me, that's a great education, play. An educa education use case. An education or, angle. Know, like, but that's, the, that's kind of like the same thing I was, I was uh, referencing with like the pun punch in the face, right? Here it is, right? Yeah. Like you don't, you know, you never knew you needed it. Correct. Right? Yeah. So you're creating you're the need. unlocking that door, yes. regardless if it's education, yep. but education is a great, great scenario or persona where I, I could yeah. say like, that's part Makes of total your sense to me. You know nothing about Office and Microsoft products. Now it's part of it. Now Boom. it's part there of the go. conversation from the from the get go. Yes, but it's also now like part of the conversation in your you know in your workplace because mm -hmm. like what is this new thing? Not if you're the star, click on me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not if you're in the liberal arts, brother, because I did not care about any of this stuff back then. Me the neither, day. dude. But you, yeah, <laughs> you guys, were, you guys so, were rolling around campus with your Macs, right? You didn't even, you didn't yeah, even know it. Oh yeah, I had no computer, dude. <laughs> I had no computer. I wrote everything out by hand when I was in school. <laughs> I hate pen and paper. Microsoft was like, I was always a Mac guy. Yeah. Anyways, well, this actually brings up an interesting idea because we're talking about the opportunity and honestly as much as we're saying the negative oh my gosh this is terrible this can actually if we from a bi point of view and because i'm thinking about this like what does this mean for the bi team or how what's the impact mm. if we can get on top of this and you have a game plan going into this this can actually be a great opportunity for adoption and truly so what's the biggest thing that we've always said that we're trying to understand is like, what are people trying to build? And we want to see their examples. I've talked about seeing people use personal bookmarks and we build things off of that. Well, a lot of people right now, what do they do? They export data and they put it in a pivot table, like the sales op person. And they, that's way people are reporting, just exporting data. Well, now they can visualize it themselves. I guarantee you, you're going to see more than one use case of someone exporting data from a official Power BI report and then connecting to that in their Power BI desktop since they may already see it and creating visuals from there for their manager or for their sales team. Mm -hmm. And, but that's an opportunity to me because as long as we can track that, because 
now we have an example of what they're trying to do that they have not been able to voice. I agree. So I, this tool but, is a great tool. It's a great equalizer but, and it's a yeah, great communicator between what the IT group needs to do and what the business needs to do. I, I think it's a, yeah, I'm firmly believing like this is, I mean, I don't, so don't get me wrong when you said earlier, like we're poo-pooing on this idea and don't love it. I, I think it's a great idea. I, I think it's very so. brilliant for Microsoft to do this. And I right. think this is a great move. I think what I'm just trying to say is like organizationally, just be mindful that's coming. We need to plan for this. Well, to, to that point though, like to that point, Mike, what, what is your recommendation to organiza organizations? So I mean, if, if I'm, you so, want to properly yeah. roll out things, do you Let's, disable this? I, I think you, you disable it, it initially until you get your feet wet with what this could mean. It would be nice to even roll this out with a test group as well or or work on what does the training. So, okay, maybe people are going to be able to do things in Excel, right? And they're just making stuff and data and this goes across the organization. There's an opportunity here before this rolls out to your organization is to think about how does like, so if I'm if I'm doing this for my company, I'm looking at a CUE, a center of excellence, or, or the community practice, we're talking to these people and saying, hey, this thing's coming down the roadmap. We need to talk to the, the owner of the Microsoft 365 or the, the office suite, and we need to engage with them, talk to them, have a conversation like, hey, this is coming. We have these concerns about this. What does the company stance look like this on these things? What do we feel like this is gonna be doing? If we have a strong data culture, maybe we say, yeah, this is good, let's roll it out. Maybe this is also something where you prepare a little minimum minimum amount of training around this before we light these things up for you. So there may need to be some more internal company uh, policies being made about how you share data. Maybe some more internal policies around how does this flat file looking at things in SharePoint look like? How, when do we use this? What does that look like? How do we communicate to our organization uh, what this looks like from a plan? So I think as long as the organization is planning it, it is a part of their roadmap and providing appropriate support and documentation around it, I think it'd be okay. I think it'd be fine to, to roll it out. I just don't know what if, if organizations I, are going to be pivot in a month to be able to like, but, you know, right. prepare but for what it. if I don't, what if I don't have a COE, but I use like Power BI is selectively used within the organization. You leave it on or turn it off. Like, like we're having this conversation, but it's not like everybody's going to know that all of a sudden this is going to be there. Right? How yeah. many, how many organizations is this going to yeah. catch off guard? And well, all the ones who it. listen to the podcast will will know, and they'll yeah, have well, good conversation. Like, yeah, then, for, then we're good. All the all the, about, all the Fortune five hundred. I was going right? to say they're the fine. They're good. about ninety percent of the Fortune five hundred. They're already aware of this, and they know what's coming. And I think Microsoft's also trying to. I mean, if you're talking the Microsoft, you know, cat team, and other, there's probably other teams that are also directly communicating with these large organizations that this is coming. Are I they? hope. If, if I don't my, know, I I wouldn't I wouldn't think that. No. No. If my if my goal as Microsoft is adoption of a, a tool, why yeah. why would I go tell people how to turn it off? Like there's the option if you're paying attention. It's gonna be one of the one thousand. I, I guess my yeah, I, I guess the, the thing that like great right. If I'm on top of everything and I know that this is coming, um, would uh, <laughs> sorry, chat's distracting me. Um, if I don't have a COE, if if I already got some Power BI running, but I don't want to like just unleash power bi in the organization because i don't have the structure there yet like isn't that potentially causing a problem here where all of a sudden like this is going to start showing up i'm going to get viral adoption or i could get viral adoption within your organization yes. how do you backtrack from that right like how do you how do you wrap data culture or coe or like any planning mm -hmm. around it if you don't like if it's not there yet because I, you and i both have pe people we know that 
like still haven't been able to figure out how to wrangle Mm-mm. wildfire adoption in an organization. Yep. And to me, like this is a double-edged sword. One is yes, it is. Yes. It it's slapping people in the face, like, right. hey, there's this new BI tool that you can use and it's fantastic. And you, mm-hmm. you know, like can get some great insights. But on the other side of that is like, <laughs> how do you manage that? How do you actually like yes. how do you fit this chaos into what what is like what can be just a fantastic way that this, you know, enhances the value of your organization and the data yeah. within it. And those two things are in direct conflict with one another. Right. Or, yeah. or I don't, I haven't seen anybody like put out the brush fire yet and then start the controlled burn after, right. you know, I've things it, have gotten going yet. I've seen it in one company where the brush fire started, something sorely bad happened with that brush fire. It's so much so yeah, that they locked everything on down and off. That's like, not I mean, a great I, story. Not a great story, though. <laughs> but, but again, it was more of this. They permissed, you know, there was permissiveness at the at the Power BI level, and people there was no education plan. There was no telling people how to share things. People shared things to the entire organization that should have not been shared to the entire organization. No one was monitoring what was being shared to the entire organization, and so a team member or teams were sharing things accidentally to the entire organization that should not have been shared. It just it's going to happen. But I think the the again the idea here is. You don't know that's going to happen until there's a problem. So right. I, yeah, I want but, to be more forward thinking so, in that. So I guess the question there is you could do that with other tools like a Word doc, Excel. Like you dump it in the wrong SharePoint folder and you share the wrong folder access to everybody in the org as opposed to one person, right? Like so there's other things that can be done. I Like in, in that scenario, I suppose sharing a SharePoint folder to a large audience is the same thing as publishing you know, your report to the whole enterprise or maybe less discoverable though i disagree i mean i would say well and that's i guess that's where my question comes yes is it is it the same or is our is power bi in this position where you could make a much bigger mistake i think so technically yeah you could because you could share externally you could you know yes you'd have like in an email like you'd have to take that excel doc and drag and drop it into an email and say hey yo so and so in another company, here's my sales data, as opposed to right. you were part of an AD group or you know something I mm-hmm. shared to in the entire org, and now you see my report that you never should have seen. Well, I, I don't think we can think of Power BI as, as the same concept as a collaborative tool like PowerPoint or Word. Uh, I mean, yeah, Correct. if your company is ironic, like ironic, seems how like you know some of the mantras oh it's powerpoint right it's but it's not everywhere. that because the, no, the, it's not you don't publish your power all your powerpoints to where everyone's looking Correct. at that on a daily it's still basis. A, it's still a single power, file and it's, power it's less discoverable yeah. it, the, well, no, the powerpoint doesn't have a powerpoint.com that is like this shareable community-based thing no for that. that's collecting right. of all the powerpoints right. like to your point tommy like it's exactly it there is an aspect of power bi that is easy to share all the content that's the point of it Right. And that's the, yeah, the audience of Power BI is completely different where if you're establishing the company's goals, it's a point of trust too. Where, so I don't think we can even compare it to like managing Excel because everyone uses Excel. Your company's usually not real, you know, there may be a few Excel files that your, your C level uh, people are looking at. But Power BI's purpose, like the purpose of the, Right, is to do that for the organization. So now yes. if you have these random reports scoping in, how is a user going to know the difference if this is sales by, you know, like sales by a sales rep, right, c- c- created by Joe Schmo, 
um, compared to like the actual sales data. But this is how this will is, they know? But this the this is the problem you're going to have, though. I mean, you already right, have it right. today. You already, I mean, yeah. The, the, the challenge isn't different, I think, at this point, right? So the tools. So to me, what happening? What's happening here is the technology is slightly changing. The technology is adjusting what people can do and how they can do things. So, for example, like you can make a Power BI report, you can share it. This new feature that's coming, the technology is now adapting, it's adjusting. And so because of this new technology change, the process of how we do things is going to have to adjust. And then people need to learn that process and adapt. So like what, I, what I'm trying to like, like liking the, the situation I'm trying to liken this to is if you give access to those upstream data sources, what, you could now have multiple people. So let's just say we have a, a lake. And people can just go access and write queries against it and get stuff out of it for whatever reason. If you have two different audiences looking at the same information inside the lake, they're going to process the data differently. They're going to filter different things out. They're going to have different stories. And to your point, Tommy, right? There's going to be points in the in the business. How can we trust? Where does truth come from? What does that single source of truth look like when you have more people doing their own things across the organization? I think this brings an opportunity for companies and organizations to really sit down and think what is valuable to our business, because now we can, now the capability of creating lots of rich, good data or good analysis has increased, right? It's, it's, it's adding a benefit, but you're now introducing, I think, other problems. And so the only way to, to me, some companies will solve this by shutting off access to anything in the lake or the back end stuff. It's not just that. So how many organizations do you know where they're sharing, like the security groups and groups are in the workspace level settings, uh, right? So all of a sudden mm -hmm. a user is going to go, what's this data hub? Oh, look at all these data sets I can connect to. What's mm -hmm. a data flow? And that's going to be so easy, you know, so they don't need a data lake. If and a lot of organizations do that, like, yeah, we just give access to the workspace for people. So to me exactly yeah but but I, I to me this is it's kind of like trying to tame a wild horse where if you can do but you it you can break it and people ride horses it no, works if, yeah if you can tame it this can be a huge <laughs> asset for adoption but you have to have the prep so but I i'm just gonna ride around in my ferrari instead i'm gonna ride 150 yeah, horses just, as opposed yeah. to like your one horse so you 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 can sit. You, you can stand I don't know how many horses our Ferrari has. Three hundred horses. How many horses have a Ferrari? Oh, Someone man. fact check me here. How many horses does a Ferrari a range lot, have? Five hundred horses. You, Tommy, you keep riding around in your Excel on your one horse. I'm going to ride around Power behind my five hundred horses. <laughs> I have no idea how this correlates at all. <laughs> like I don't. I, I'm trying to find the analogy. I'm. This is a long walk to that joke. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, it aligns because, you know, the Italians are coming to well, Chicago. You have to explain. They're joke. from Italy. Ferrari no, is from Italy. Stretching. Therefore, Ferrari. Long walk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired with no water so, on this one. Like, I, yeah. I'm not following it all the way there. Oh, I can't leave this horse to water. All right. Let's forget the horse. Forget the horse. Put the horse <laughs> in the parking lot. Okay. So we'll the put horse, a pin that one. with the car. With the, yeah. We'll, we'll put, put a pin, a pin in the one. horse. I think. For teams, so where the, where the the kind of that that critical point of this being either a huge asset or detrimental is establishing the BI team if you have it where they they do have a support center. It doesn't necessarily have to be a whole community of practice, but it is at least established at the organization that 
these people are on the BI team. Here's how you get support on Power BI that you should already have, but mm -hmm. now making that more essential. And, yes. and I, it's not just establishing support, but establishing the people who are responsible for that. Yes. So Agreed. I know who, like, someone's going to build a report, like a sales op, like, I, I can't, you know, they want this, but I don't know how to do it. Oh, I know who to go to. And that's a, that's a that's a perfect you know case study I think of how this can be uh, helpful. The other part of this is making sure your settings is the configuration of or do you have everyone shared with a workspace because then they're going to have access to all the data there. Mm -hmm. uh, do you have your actually, tenant there, settings right? There's, right. There's an yeah. API that says here are all the things that are tenant wide shared. Yeah. There's actually there's a this has become so much of an important topic that they made an API just for that topic. Because they knew, exactly. Because they know, because they were exactly. asking for it. But you, this has to be prepped before or else then that Wild West is really gonna happen. And I think having your admin uh, configuration and game plan prepped and ready to go mm -hmm. is to me like, I don't know which one if which one's more important the establishing that BI support or this, but they're parallel. They're par parallel in I'd terms agree. of they're critical. If you if you don't either establish or it's an it's an and not an or. So if that's where, those, I'm, that's where yeah. I'm laying on this thing. I don't I don't think you turn it off. I think you I think you turn it off as long as you need to in order to prepare what you feel like as a company is the right way to approach this and educate your team about how, how to use it correctly. What are your stances on how these are gonna work? And so I would I feel like at some point particularly for these two new features, you know, coming with Office and sharing to or being able to view reports inside SharePoint, I think you initially turn it off for a small select. Hopefully, <laughs> these are things that you can like turn off for like a security, like you can allow it for a security group and test it to some group. I don't know, but we'll see. You know, I don't, that, the, the feature's not done yet. So it would be nice if you could have a small group of people explore the, the feature. Test. It's part of Office. So it's you, you. There's no security groups around. Like it's yeah, like pro, the right? same with the release centers. Know. Like current, uh, I don't know. Current channel semi-annual. Yeah. So I mean, I not, can that's cube not. That's it. not iterative in any case. Like well, you're, you're like. I, I would turn imagine, it off for. Two I have to imagine and then start talking to other organizations that are using. Who it right failed in it? See what happens. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, just hey, did it spread like wildfire? Like what did that do to your Power BI environment? Like yeah. Oh, we got 300 more new workspaces and you know thousands more reports and like a coup and it's everyone test it, it's it's demo sales report everyone's just loading the, the same demo sales report each time oh goodness anything else tommy yeah i think the only place you could do the security groups is maybe like intune or, yeah uh, yep so, yep that's what right. i'm thinking but, but, but I, has, I know, yeah i know there is metered control and access to these things so that maybe that's something that's come that's going to be coming a bit more is, is around those elements i might have lost seth here oh boy i'll have to do seth's finals word final oh. words for him uh oh his internet went out this has never happened before well anyways it's probably a good time to wrap and <laughs> do our, fi our final thoughts here hold on hold on he's coming back here we go hey hey there we go that was you're really back odd. Something it froze for you for a second and you just disappeared. So we're we're back. Don't close that browser tab that you're on. Yeah, it wasn't touching anything. <laughs> so I want to get my final thought in here. Okay, let's right? get some final turn, thoughts. Turn it, turn it on, turn it off. If it's on, like I'm turning it off. Okay, okay. Final it, yeah, and, and purely for a selfish reason, because that we haven't talked about at all. This this just would absolutely complicate the hiring process for somebody who knows Power BI exponentially. It's already hard enough, but if you ask somebody, "Do you know Power BI?" Now everybody's just gonna be like, "Yeah, 
because yeah, showed up I use it. I open my it. tenant. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yes, that is so, so true. Okay, that's that's my parting shot. No, I I I would I would think I'm on the fence. I'm not I'm not putting my my foot in one area or the other yet. So Tommy, where where do you say turn it on, turn it off? I I, I would say if you have no idea what you're doing turn it off but if you're using power bi and you're on the bi team you put the plan together and i think the the goal would be to have it on when it rolls out yes with the prep so with that's the plan. Where, yeah with yeah the plan and what i would say so i'm gonna go so seth you said off tommy you said off initially but then roll it in i'm gonna say on but i'm gonna do it with a caveat i would say leave it on but i'm hoping that i'm in a company where i'm making moves and strides and we've already talked about what are these what is the center of excellence we already have people engaging with creating content. That's what our company says. And I'm also hoping that there's some policy that's already been developed and in place that we can we can easily point people to. Because some of the companies I've worked with, I've helped them build their center of excellence. So we have a single place. Here are links to reports. Here's documented sections of our reports. Here is you know some intro and 101s of how to get started with Power BI and report building. So with those things in place, I think those companies are going to be much more equipped because when questions come and the, the help desk IT things may ramp up for these Power BI things that are occurring now, you can then funnel those through to the BI team and then those questions can be answered and directed towards the center of excellence that you've already started. It's just going to make that experience. And I think James, great point here, right? James, I'm with you, right? We should. I'm 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 stoked about having Power BI rollout just like you are, James. And like I think this is a good idea. And I think this is going to be asking, this is going to be engaging many more users with data. And I think potentially this engages a lot more um, data culture and helping us have those conversations. But we want to make sure the organization is equipped to have those kind of conversations. And I think having someone who owns this, or if there is a BI and central team, making sure that we let them aware that there may be more requests and prepare them to handle more of this support around Power BI across the organization. Yeah. I, I, like I don't want to be pigeonholed into the Noah. I think this is you one are. of those. It, it you depends. are no, no, I don't. Not you're not putting me there. <laughs> no way puts Seth in a corner. I think I think I'm firmly on the. It depends. Okay, it depends on yeah. the organization and and a lot of the things that you put in place. Or like you even said, if you have all of this structure there, and this is a conversation, and then it, all it is is a communication, and it enables a lot more users. Okay, makes a lot of sense. If you don't have any of that. Do you just let it go because that you know solves people's business problems? You could, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is that going to potentially add a like a whole lot of other problems that you have to solve at a later date? Probably. Probably. Is that a bad thing? I don't know. It's, it's I don't like, know. It's like a whole new world, man. Yeah. Every every feature really. Every quarter, there's at least a couple of features that are like, okay, I wonder what this is going to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this one is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think yeah, I think I'm, it is the right. It. I'm behind yeah. it. I'm behind it. I think I, it's going to be good. The, the goal, I think, you're aiming to have this on when it releases in your in your tenant. Yeah, I right? agree. So, is it does the release date say when this is going to be hitting, so we can give some people some heads up? What, so, what, does, what does the roadmap say? Uh, is that I like think, quarter one of yeah, 2023? Is when it's going to roll gonna... out depending on license. I think Muhammad Ali, who works uh, at Microsoft, is. They said they're going to start a very slow rollout this year. It will probably land for most organizations next year. Um, and I think there's something about like, depending on your license as well. Yeah. I'm looking at, I'm trying to figure out um, 
what is inside the roadmap. Speaking of which, if you want to look at the Microsoft roadmap, you can go to jam.parby.tips. The first thing that loads is the is the Microsoft roadmap. That's where I'm at right now. That's where I'm going right now to check out the roadmap. So um, I'm trying to scan through March. You can even search for thing here, uh, Office. Let's search for Office. Uh, Power BI Office Installer. So it already has been released. It says September, September. 2022 in, in released. So it's already here. You better be ready for it. Uh, I don't know how to click on that link there. They may have they has that like yeah, the that's probably the initial overdue. release there. overdue or out there slowly being released to some companies or regions I guess yeah okay so the feature details Power BI will now roll out with the Office update and Office stall installer the rollout will begin with E5 monthly users and then roll out to E3 followed by E1 wow they're putting in all the E's that's crazy so, you know you know what you should do is just rename this podcast to like some clickbait fortune 500 companies need to know this now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is totally true we'll probably get more views instead of we, we theoretical need a, titles hey, if anything we need better thumbnails i think our, we should we should update this thumbnail so it's more like fortune 500 companies must know this about power bi <laughs> Why your company's gonna fall apart with Power BI? Yeah, right. Yeah. Like the your 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 company's about to explode. That's <laughs> <laughs> selling out. I'm never can't do that. Can't do it. Awesome. Well, with that, I think we've burned through a perfectly good hour of time here. Uh, I appreciate the conversation for everyone in the chat. Thank you very much for your conversations, your thoughts. Uh, it has been very valuable. To it's made me chuckle. It's made me think. I've been contemplating some of your answers here. I, I liked um, Power BI Park's answer. He was saying. Um, no one's allowed to get to Power BI unless they explain to me row context and filter context. You explain that to me, you get Power BI. I'm like, oh, that's, that's you know, that's a little harsh, but I think it's a good idea. <laughs> if you can't, you don't know what you don't know. But uh, yeah, we were all there at one point, right? We were all in a place where we didn't know Power BI at all, and we had to learn it. So um, yeah, this is just another opportunity for opening up Power BI for more people to learn about Power BI. Anyways, with that, uh, are we only asked that if you like this podcast, if you got some good nuggets out of here, if you didn't know. Power BI was coming with the Office install, and now you do. We're happy you know about it now. Uh, so so it, um, make sure you share that with your organization, work on it, think through it, and um, we'll hopefully see some of you uh, tonight, again, on the, on the stream again this evening, and we'd love to see some of you guys in person at downtown Chicago as well. So uh, please do us a favor, reshare this podcast if you thought it was good. If you work at a Fortune 500 company, make sure they see this video, uh, because there's probably a lot of people there who want to learn about explicit measures. That's probably a good thing. Anyways, where else can you find the podcast, Tommy? You can find the podcast everywhere it's available. It's part of your office install now, too. So let's <laughs> <laughs> see if we can figure that. Yeah, let's Apple, do that one. Spotify, Google Podcasts. Make sure to subscribe. You can search all of our po uh, podcasts. We've, we've done a lot of this. So to just to Mike's point, if you do enjoy this, share the word. That's the biggest way you can, uh, you could uh, show that. Like the podcast. We keep doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Appreciate you all very much. Uh, we'll see you later on.